Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Rapper Boys with P. Jizzle and the Dean Dog. Oh, sorry. Wrong show, guys. Wrong show. Oh. Paper Captains. <laughs> How's it going, guys? What's you up? prepared for that. You didn't know we are doing a rap show since we're... No, doing- I was taking off guard. I, I, was quickly, <laughs> I was quickly getting all my rap verses the size of the Odyssey. Just got out of the wardrobe. I've been a rapper for 10 years nonstop, yeah. Guys, right. this is the, the Caper Captains. We're going to quickly talk about an Agatha Christie book. And oh, we, yeah. we, we, we ruled out the idea of doing them in order because that seemed unnecessary. But I, do, I did think I would just start with her first one. I thought it was still a good place to start. Mm. Um, so what we have here is The Mysterious Affair at Styles. Now, this is her very first book. And in <laughs> this book, it introduces a little detective known as Hercule Poirot. Ooh. So for anyone that didn't know, I, Agatha Christie's first book contains Poirot. So he's he's right in there. It's not, oh, I could mm. two standalone novels first. In 1920, her first book, bang in there, Poirot. Now, she does admit that she started Poirot too old. So in this book, Poirot oh. is a retired Belgian detective refugee in oh. England. Um, and he's got a limp, which never returns. And I think, um, you know, he starts as an old man, but of course, Poirot didn't, uh, <laughs> Agatha Christie didn't realize she was going to be writing Poirot books for 50 years, you know, so he would be like 130 by the end. Uh, you know, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think we just have to <laughs> forget that detail that he starts like an old limping man, yeah. you know. <laughs> and he so, limps, does he? Okay, well. Yeah, he limps. Uh, it's mentioned once at the beginning and then that's it. It's not, um, it's not mentioned again. And, and I think that, that just gets swept under the rug. I think we just we forget about that. <laughs> wow, okay. So That's what awesome. happens in this one? Uh, it's introduced by our narrator, Captain Hastings. Poirot's like, you know, longtime friend. They've already known each other. And Hastings, um, he's come back from the war and he bumps into a friend of his, John. And John kind of says, well, look, you're not doing anything. Come and stay at our house styles. We're not really close friends. We just had, we're old acquaintances, but you know, they just come and stay at our house for miscellaneous reasons. So Hastings goes and uh, says, that's fine. I'll stay. Um, I'll stay at your estate in Styles. There's lots of people there. There's the um, the main lady of the house and her, not sons, but stepsons. That's relevant because they mention a few times they're mm. not blood relatives. There's a bit less trust there. Mm. And there's her stepsons and really just hangers on. Just people waiting for her to die so they can get her money. That's pretty much what is happening it's not so much that there's any affection it's very much um it's mrs inglethorpe by the way the uh, the lady but it's very it's very much just we we're waiting around her estate to see if we can inherit from her okay uh, and she has then taken a much younger husband who everyone thinks is a bad lot and they don't like this guy because 
well, he's Mr. Inglethorpe. That's her, her new married name. They don't like him because he's going to get the money then once they marry. And they think he's just married her for her money. And this is horribly uh, immoral, even though they're all just there for the money as well. None of them really care about her. You know, the uh, only person who cares about her is her companion. She has this, compa- you know, old lady's companion, very traditional in these type of books. Right, okay. <laughs> um, she has a deadly premonition in an early conversation. She thinks something bad is going to happen. She speaks out against the new husband and then she gets dismissed. She's sent away and the only person who really cares about the lady is gone. Mm. And on her way out, she says to Captain Hastings, look after her because they're vultures. Something's going to happen and I'm now gone. Look out for this lady. And of course, what happens? She dies. So mm-hmm. there's a fit in okay. the middle of the night. They break the door down and she dies. But very conveniently included in all the miscellaneous, you know, um, menagerie of guests in the house are a girl who works with poisons at a chemist's dispensary, a doctor who just happens to call by that night, who is an expert in poisons. (laughs) You know, it's like it's a little (laughs) bit too much. And of course, she's poisoned and they don't know who did it. Um, And then the husband disappears that night. So they think, well, hold on. A girl with poisons, a guy with poisons, and a missing husband on the night of the killing. Like, there's almost too many suspects, you know? <laughs> like, did everyone do it? You know, it's, it's too much. Oh, my God. Very typical of Agatha Christie, right? That she has, like, a lot of people that, that just fit in too well. Like, you know, they're always like, oh, this could have been that person because that person studied toxicology or that person here has a motive, this one here. So she's always full of, of a lot of characters who have all yeah. the reason to kill this person. And this is the ultimate cozy mystery. It's the classic locked room. It's like, here's a bunch of people who could have done it. No one else could have done it. You know, they never consider outsiders or servants in Agatha Christie's books, usually. It's always, here's four or five people. They've all got motive. Which one of them did it? It's always that. that. And that becomes the format for basically almost all of the other books uh, she wrote later. Yeah, it is the Agatha Christie style, essentially. Wow, yeah. So um, it's a must-read, basically, for any Agatha Christie fan. It's I the think, first I one, and so. it's the first format, yeah. Uh, so Hastings bumps into an old friend, a certain egg-shaped gentleman who uses his little grey cells. It is ah. it is Hercule Poirot. And here's the, the quote where we first... So <sighs> Hastings wanted to do a bit of detectiving himself. He mentions, like, yeah. I had an old friend who taught me a little bit, but I've now outgrown him. Like, I'm now better than that guy. He's a bit of a, he's a, bit of a Watson figure, isn't he? Kind of, like, he thinks Watson. he can do it, but he's not, yeah, not really. And right. he says, I've always had a secret hankering to be a detective. And they ask him, well, the real thing, you know, Scotland Yard or Sherlock Holmes? Oh, Sherlock Holmes, by all means. So right oh, in there, yeah. they reference Holmes and Watson in, in the play, in the, in the book, <laughs> yeah, page yeah. 11, right at the start, you know? Oh, really? Okay, well. Um, and, of course, they, they meet... Um, they meet Poirot, and that's he's going to take over the investigation, basically. Okay, okay. And there's a lot of things with people going to shops in disguises, and someone's disguised as someone else. At one point, the girl's disguised as one person whilst using another person's handwriting whilst pretending to be someone else, and it's like you know, there's just fake clues everywhere, and they don't yeah. know who who really who really did it. Um, oh my god! Okay. Everyone assumes it's the husband. Because he d- disappears, and they take early in the book, they take the husband to trial, and he gets acquitted. And then they think, well, damn, now what? You know, so that means one of us did it, not the new young husband, but one 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 of the family did it. You know? Oh wow! Okay. 
And Poirot okay. offers there's there's evidence that um they think she was poisoned in her coffee, but it couldn't there's evidence that it couldn't have been. Um so okay. Poirot goes into the room and he finds a lot of clues. Some cocoa, some candle grease, fabric fibers, spilt coffee, a burnt note, an empty box of sleeping powders, and a smashed coffee cup. Um, but the husband does himself no favors. Even at the inquest, he refuses to speak. It's almost like he 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 wants them. Like he puts no effort into his own defense. He gets acquitted uh-huh, anyway okay, okay. because of the, the medical, the scientific evidence. But the fact that he refuses to defend himself, it's almost like he. Well, we don't know. But we also introduce Inspector Jap. Inspector Jap appears in a lot of Poirot mm. novels. He's usually the lead inspector who takes all the credit for Poirot's work. Oh yes, yeah, right. Yeah. My but God. he's a good. He's a good chap. Um. He's a good chap, but Poirot says a few nice little things. You know, here's a man who sets out to poison his wife. He has lived by his wits. Presumably, therefore, he has some wits. He's not altogether a fool. So when people say, like, he's just a fool, he's like, well, you've told me he's he's a scoundrel who lives by his wits. Let's assume Hmm. some vague amount of intelligence then. You can't tell me he's a sneaky scoundrel, but he's unintelligent Hmm. at the same time, you know? Hmm. So (laughs) they're conflicting, yeah. All right. Okay. So that sounds interesting. So you got all the characters that appear in the later books, guys. I, I, I haven't read this book. I'm just here as a commentator, but I have read a lot of the books. So it's all resonating with me. And so you got Hercule Poirot, you got um, Jap, yeah, the good chap, Arthur uh, Hastings. So these are the three characters that always appear back again. So as you, you know, what I love about this is that even without having read it, but I can hear that Agatha Christie already, she already, has established the base of her universe. This is like solid ground already. She can now move on to create other great books. It's not like stuff is added. Stuff might be slightly changed, like the limp you said, but basically she's got all the good stuff right here. Wow. Okay, cool. And Hastings, Hastings has a little trait throughout the books that he he, he is susceptible to the ladies. Cool. And for no reason at all, he proposes to one of the girls in the middle of the play. And she laughs at uh, does Watson do that? I can't remember actually. Isn't Watson a bit of a? He, he probably is. I haven't read very much uh, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, okay, yeah. But it, it, it's often like that with these mystery novels. They got this. Um, well, you got the second character. Actually, it's quite often with these mystery novels, they start trend. I mean, you see it, for example, in Doctor House, which is based, you know, House and Wilson, which is based in Holmes and Watson. It's basically you've got kind of a, a and um, the the intelligent guy who's really socially off he's kind of just like he doesn't really fit in even Poirot doesn't fit in with his he's a Belgian refugee with a limp and then you've got a more handsome kind of secondary character who's just learning from the big master but he's often like um yeah and they usually have an addiction I can't just Poirot have an addiction actually because you usually have an addiction of some kind he has an OCD about neatness Yeah, oh, that's it. Yeah, they always have some. You know, they always have some trait. Just in yeah. mystery novels, I'm just talking to you guys in general. Um, but yeah, right, n- yeah, not not like an alcohol addiction or something. But he has this no, addiction he... to neatness and and regularity, and that's why he's an addiction. They've, they've always got something. Uh, OCD, yeah. yeah, and OCD for perfection, right? As well, yeah. Totally. The need for perfection is very strong with Poirot. It is indeed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, forgot about that. Yeah, the, the proposal's hilarious because he just sits with her, and he previously liked one of the other girls, but then this girl says, "Oh, you're always so kind, and you know or, what?" Hastings said, "Yeah." And he's, <laughs> It struck me at this moment that Cynthia was really a very charming girl, much more charming than Mary, who never said things like that to me, you know. <laughs> so, so she says something nice and he proposes and she just laughs and just look, someone will accept you next time. As though he's just going around proposing to every girl, like maybe oh the God. next one will say yes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. 
but there, there's a lot of cover-ups and a lot of layers to the crime. It's, it's very intelligently written. Um, there's one great moment. Poirot, although we never really see him in love in any of the plays, he respects mm-hmm. love and he'll do anything to help mm-hmm. the young people That's be true. in love. And he holds, he actually orchestrates an entire trial for murder just to restore a husband and wife back in love. Wow. At one point in the play. And that's, a very noble scene. that's insane. What if it had gone wrong? And he says, well, no one could have done it. Only Hercule Poirot. You know, I'm the only person who could pull that off. <laughs> well, he is Hercule Poirot after all, yeah. That's it. And, but it's a, it's a good one to read. It really is. Yeah, and don't forget, guys, it's the first novel she wrote when she was 26, but it wasn't published until she was 30. So it took her about four years to get it published. And she even had to change the ending. So sometimes just keep on trying publishing that novel. And yes, and then she became to, she became a, a huge best-selling author, a great author. And yeah, it was published in 1920, which makes it 101 years old as of this year. Mm-hmm. So, wow. I'm so not going to give any spoilers, but I would like, since you haven't read this, if I mm-hmm. tell you that we've got the dead lady, we've got Poirot and Hastings, we've got the companion who's dismissed, we've got the young husband and the two sons-in-law, both of whom um, want to inherit, and of course the doctor who's the poison expert. Who do you think did it? Wow. Okay, so I haven't read it. Uh, wow. Okay, just yeah, I'm asking you. Which one I, choose? I don't think it's a husband. I don't think it's a husband. Um, oh, well, look, I'm going to go with, what about, an, what about, now this is just me, like what about, but don't say anything. What about the woman who actually um, pretended to, yeah, I think pretended to love Emily Inglethorpe the one who was her companion. And what if she set it up for some reason and, and, and maybe she was, maybe she's um, to maybe, maybe she had some kind of agreement with one of the characters and then that, that, that they could keep the money. Maybe she's in agreement with, with Alfred, the second husband or one of the stepsons. That's what I'm thinking. I think I mean, there's an outsider there as well. It's an interesting theory. Anyway, I have to read it now because you're not going to tell. But I'm not going to so tell you, you. You got me hooked, Dean. That's the main thing here. So, Guys, okay. that's us. That's the first mini-sode of Caper Captains. We'll see you next All month. Right. And, you know, don't go murdering anyone. Don't go murdering it, And keep those little grey cells always trained up and healthy, right? That's it. See you, guys. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.